So today we're going to reveal exactly what Kat learned making $5,500 in three days consecutively at three different permanent jewelry events. And so without further ado, welcome Kat. She is a, you know, amazing link student. She's part of our community. Um, if you could briefly introduce yourself and kind of go over like where you're located, you know, what, what you do in the business and how long you've been doing it. So I, my name is Kat, Catherine McDonald. Um, I'm in Palm Coast, Florida. Um, I signed up with Link the very first night you launched. What was that, <laughs> September or something like that? Mm -hmm. um, and didn't know much about permanent jewelry um, when I was looking into it as I'm watching Jake and trying to figure out exactly what it is. I'm like, who who would want permanent jewelry? That just doesn't make sense. So, but I stood behind what you know you said because. I know you're not going to put your name on anything that's, you know, lousy, if you will. So um, I thought, let me give it a chance. Awesome. So I'm definitely glad you did. Um, you know, you're one of those, you know, loyal clients, like you said, like right when I mentioned it, because you've you've worked with me or you still do, you know, in the past mm -hmm. with advertising and marketing for your other business. But tell us a little bit about like, you know, what business were you doing before? And then how did that, you know, work when you added permanent jewelry? So I'm a permanent makeup artist. Um, this is my second career. I just retired probably two years ago. And I realized quickly that um, I needed something. I just didn't, I was just pouring out money <laughs> instead of producing. And I just felt like I need to do something. So I did permanent makeup, which I really like. Um, Jake helped me out with that a lot. And then, you know, he mentioned the permanent jewelry and that just was like icing on the cake. Um, getting clients in and either converting them from one to the other was just pretty seamless. Yeah. So we mentioned at the beginning of this video that you've done, you know, three events the past three days, or that was last week, right? Yes. Okay. So we'll, we'll um, get to that in a second. But, okay. you know, do you also take appointments? Or I guess a lot of people who are like maybe have existing beauty businesses or existing permanent makeup artists, they're probably asking, like, how did you incorporate in your business? Do you take more appointments? Do you more events? Like, how's that work for you? So right now, um, Palm Coast is a little bit of um, a retirement city, if you will. So, you know, the average age is in the 60s. The ladies that come to the salon, perfect for permanent makeup, but were a little bit harder to convert for permanent jewelry. Not that they didn't, but, you know, not understanding the concept, if you will. So I do take appointments. Um do, running um, ads with Google has been great, which you've helped me with. And that's given me um, a ton of insight in the area. You know, a lot of people schedule just through Google. Mm -hmm. um, and then I started doing outside events, uh, markets and pop-ups. And that's really where, you know, it's fun. It's like high energy, quick paced. Um, and I really like that rather than like the appointment, okay, I have a couple appointments today or whatever. Um, I really like that environment. Yeah. So um, I guess we can get to the the three. I guess how many events have you done? Um, I'm only on like my sixth out event, you know, like big events that I sign up for, like um, markets, etc. Um, I've done a few pop ups in local salons and things like that. But just really like focusing on um, searching out these vendor events uh, and, you know, signing up for those. And yeah. 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 So um I guess, what do you wish you had known like during your first event that you've learned doing those events since then? Um, that it really, there is no bad event, if you will. You know, I mean, I've had, a, I've only been in a few, six, I think it is. Um, that's correct, five or six. Um, and even the slower ones, you make so many connections with other vendors. They are a plethora of inf information on, you know, the good events, who to contact, um, I've had ladies even 
uh, clients or customers who come and have had jewelry done. And then they're like, you've got to go at this event to be, you know, um, so it's, even if you think your sales are just ho-hum, um, you just come away with so much. Yeah. Cause I've seen some of our students or even just other permanent jewelry artists who say like, Oh, well, this event, you know, wasn't successful because I only made $800. I didn't make $5,000. And so what would you say to them? So I would say that, well, I mean, $800 at an event, I mean, it would take me, you know, two brow appointments to to make that. And that's a full day of eight hours. So to do that in an event in four hours, amazing. I mean, I'd take that all day long. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, and like you said, you build connections, you build relationships, because like, even if you make $800 at one event, like you can get those persons, you know, those people's contact info, and you can follow up with them, you can get reviews, referrals, they can become repeat customers. And so that event, even though you only made $800 on that day, can pay off a lot, you know, a lot more in the long run. Absolutely. And I, I when I have uh, a client in my space, or, you know, what have you, I like to be in their moment, you know, and I think that's what really makes a difference. We have to remember this is their moment. They don't care what's going on and all the other things or the people who are waiting in line. This is their moment to enjoy. Yeah. And they are like, wow, you know, they really love the jewelry. I'd say about 99.9% of the ladies who um, got received a piece of jewelry from me come back for another because like, it's so comfortable. It's, it's effortless. And, you know, so it's just, it's, so even if you have, say, a poor event in the, in your own eyes, it will still turn around and, and do well for you. Yeah, because you said like when you did those three consecutive uh, consecutive events back to back, you know, one day you made 800, the other day you made what, 30, over three? Yeah, it was like 900. And then it was like 3,700. The last one, this was just like smoking. It was it was a longer event. It was like an eight okay. hour event. And um, it was really, really busy. And it was in a different area. I traveled um, an hour away and the the clientele really knew what it was. You know, they were like, oh my gosh, I've seen that. I, I've been wanting that. I can't believe you're here. And, you know, it was just kind of that situation. So it was really good. Yeah. And what, what were the typical demographics in the area where you made like the 3,700 or whatever it was? Was it younger people or middle-aged? It was, I would say 75, 75%, you know, those kind of 20s-ish, and then 25% of, you know, the older ladies like myself, I guess, um, just regular ladies. Um, and and they get excited about it. You know, you have to talk to them about it, explain how comfortable it is without a clasp. You don't have to fumble with the clasp. Most, most pieces of jewelry get weakened in the clasp area or the clasp itself breaks. So this eliminates all of that. So it's really just educating your customer as to what they're getting, why it's so great. And, you know, um, and then they pass that information on. Yeah. And the reason I laughed when you said, you know, women my age, because before the video started, you said you're in your 50s. I was like, no way. Like, definitely <laughs> don't look like you're in your 50s. <laughs> I appreciate that. Thanks. So yeah, yeah. whatever anti-aging stuff you're using, give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> Microneedling. Microneedling is amazing. Yeah. There you go. Um, so you know, when you're doing these events, like let's say that one of our listeners or viewers right now, they don't have that customer service experience. They maybe they've never owned a business before. What customer service tips would you give them to make that client feel comfortable? I would say just think of it from their perspective. How would you want to be treated? How would you want your mother to be treated? You know, and just go that extra mile because honestly, they'll remember 10% of the information I'm giving. I'm like, rinse this off after the beach, blah, blah, blah. But they will 100% remember the feeling that they've had there, you know, for me talking to them and being, you know, telling them, I hope you love this piece, wear it in good health, you know, all of those things. Give them the little 
cloth. You know, a lot of girls do those aftercare bags and just like putting the emphasis on what value you're giving them. Love that. Um, because so many people there, not, I wouldn't say so many, but there are quite a few people that message us and they're like, you know, how is this different than just selling a piece of jewelry? Why would people pay extra for it? And they don't really understand what it means to provide an experience as a business. True. And the clients, you know, it's a one-on-one, they see you working with these tiny pieces. They see you, you know, custom fitting them, um, putting these charms on, making it their piece. That's huge. You know, that doesn't happen every day. You know, you go to these things and you see a little necklace or you see something and you just grab it and stick it in a bag and go. They're leaving with this live piece that they chose and that you, you know, handcrafted and lovingly put them on, put on them. Yeah. And, and that's the cool thing about permanent jewelry is it's not just the massage. It's not just lashes, which nothing against those services. It's just that it doesn't create the same memories and connection with most people like permanent jewelry does. Like they're going right. to remember that moment and remember, you know, getting that, especially if they come with their friends or their family or you name it. Exactly. And it really does. It's just, again, I focus on being in their moment. In that moment there, it's all about them. And that's really, really important. Yeah. To me, as someone who's providing that customer service or that client experience, because that's what they're going to walk away with. They're going to walk away with feeling like they're my friend, like they just met someone, you know, find something in common. You know, if you're fumbling, a lot of girls get nervous. And if you're fumbling or if you have to redo the well, you know, talk to them about it, you know, and, and kind of just get to know them. And it makes the whole experience that much better. Exactly. So um, when it comes to events, I guess we'll go from the experience side more to the you know technical side. How do you prefer like your inventory? Like what have you found like the do's and don'ts of inventory are? So um, I'm still in the embryonic stage of that, even mm-hmm. though I've been doing it for almost a year now. Um, I buy enough. A lot of the pieces, even though um, they say, oh, this company's good or whoever you're buying it from. I mean, of course, linked is amazing, but you don't always have what we need. Um, so if you're looking elsewhere, then, you know, I try out my pieces and wear them to make sure that the quality is good. Cause that's really important. And then I just make, I have enough that I'm comfortable purchasing, you know, as an inventory. And I figure if I run out of something, they'll either choose something else, you know, um, it's never been a problem. So I'm just kind of, you know, making sure I have a comfortable enough and then uh, go from there. And then, you know, because you think um, I'm trying to figure, oh, what are my most pop- popular pieces? But every event, something's popular in that event that wasn't the last time, Okay. you know, so it's just kind of still trying to figure that out. So you're in Florida. Have anklets been popular? Anklets are popular all year, obviously, because we're in Florida. Um, and I love doing anklets. I see a lot in the chats that girls just don't like doing anklets, I guess maybe because I've done so many that um, I'm an anklet specialist, if you will. Um, I like (laughs) the anklets. Do you have any anklet tips for those watching? Um, Ask them questions. What kind of sneakers do you wear? What kind of shoes do you, you know, what, what's your, you know, job, like, so that you know, comfortably how you can, you know, size that anklet. Um, and then leave room for them to get another one. You know, I have, I don't know, five or six on my ankle and they're all different size so that they don't tangle. And it's just, that's a great selling point, you know, and once they get one, then they can come back for more. Love that. So if you guys are loving this content right now, this free advice, please drop a comment below, let us know. Or if you're on the podcast, please uh, subscribe and leave us a review. We're always trying to build up our podcast reviews. Alrighty. So next question. Let's talk about, you know, taxes. It's tax season right now. You've, you're a seasoned business owner. Um, 
a lot of people who are new to business have been asking a lot of questions lately. And so what are your you know top tax tips? Um, I would say make sure that you are charging tax. I see a lot of people that say, sorry, my dog is getting jealous. Um, a lot of people are saying, you know, they don't charge tax or is this taxable? It's not really, we need to be charging sales tax, period. We're providing a, a product. So um, make sure you know what is required for you by your state and, you know, set that money aside, you know, um, pay it quarterly, whatever the requirements are for your state, each state's different. So that's really, really important. Yeah. And especially with permanent jewelry, you're going to be making money if you're getting yourself out there and trying. And so make sure that you hire an accountant because there's so many ins and outs and things that you're, you're losing money on because there's, there's two parts of business. There's one, there's making money. And the second one is how to legally keep it from the government and keep it in your pocket and not theirs. Exactly. You know they're they're going to waste it. So you might as well right, have it right. for yourself. Yes. Uh, so and yeah. they want their cut, so that you're you're gonna have to do it. But just just make sure that you you research. This is a real business, you know. Yeah. Even if you do it as a side gig, even if you're just doing it for fun, it's still a real business, and and it can make you money. Yep, for sure. And there's so many little things you can do to save yourself money, and just like you know, you can write off. And this is not legal advice. I always go to an accountant. But this is just based on my personal opinion of what I do. But you can write off things like cell phone bills, technology, like laptops and cell phones, like right. you know, mileage to these events. Like eventually, if you're doing good enough, you can get your own, you know, ve- like company vehicle for vehicle. Go back mm-hmm. and forth from. Yep. Ve- uh, so yeah, there's a lot of stuff you can do. I don't want to dive too deep into that. But I just want those people listening and watching to realize that's something they need to take serious right now and not wait till the end of the year or not wait till next April when things are due. Right. Exactly. Because then you'll, you know, be behind it the eight ball, if you will. So just kind of keep that in the back of your head. Yeah. I, for me, the biggest thing is having a separate credit card. So every time I start a new business, I make sure I have a separate bank account, and a separate credit card. That way, when I do hire a bookkeeper, someone to look at all my expenses and stuff, it makes it easy and it's not mixed with all my personal, you know, spending. I agree. And I try and put everything on that card so that then I have everything in writing in a statement. I mean, you know exactly where you spent every penny and it makes it much easier to um, take care of your tax liability, if you will, and what your write-offs are and where you're spending your money. Yep, exactly. So um, when you go to these events, like let's say that you see a quote competitor or somebody else doing permanent jewelry, what goes through your mind and what's your thought process on that? My first the first thing that goes through my mind is I want to, I want to meet that person. You know, what are they about? What's, you know, their style. Each of us has our own it factor. So if someone's even right next door selling permanent jewelry, it's going to be different than the experience that they're going to have with me, whether it's selection, whether it's how your booth is set up, whether it's your personality. So, you know, it's, Shouldn't shouldn't worry about that. Don't even give that a thought. It's uh, you know collaboration. You know, talk to them, find out what they're about. And I had a couple people at the last event. There was another permanent jewelry um, person there, and I sent some people there because they were like, "Well, I'm not really sure." I go, "Well, she might have some selection. You know, check her out, see what she has." Because you know, if I don't have what you want, but I, you know, that's just just all part of running a business. How many pizza places are there? How many gas stations are there? I mean, you have the ones that you like for whatever reason and vice versa. So yeah, there's plenty of room. And sometimes I'll get like potential students or even students. And you've seen this in the group where like, oh my gosh, there's one other person and there's two other people doing this in my area. I'm just like every ounce of energy you spend looking at them or worried about them, like you're not spending helping your customers and helping your own business. And so just focus on yourself, do your best. And like you said, collaborate, if anything, not compete. 
Right. I agree. Yeah. I, in that event, I went over and I introduced myself. I was like, hi, you know, I didn't realize you guys were here. I'm a couple booths over um, and just kind of chit chatted with uh, the, the young lady. And it was, you know, I think she was surprised that I came over. Honestly, I think she was surprised because it was at the end of the event. It was like eight hours in and they didn't come over to me. I didn't realize they were there until the last minute. And when I went over there, it seemed like they had already known that there was someone else there. So just, you know, we're all in this together. Yep, exactly. And I I try to educate people on that because some people just spend so much energy on it. Like we have a another trainer in the industry who she literally spends all her time trying to bash us. I'm like, how do you have time to help your students if you're spending all your energy on us? Yeah. And it's not healthy for you and your business or anything else. So there's plenty of room. Again, what you, they can't um, mimic you or clone you, you know, even if they tried to copy everything you did, it would still be a completely different experience. So you just have to have your little thing that you do, um, and then, and go for it. Yep, for sure. So let's talk about, you know, Link. You said you signed up on day one um, and you've seen our our community and our course grow like crazy because, you know, me and Sarah, Sarah's the trainer for those who don't know. Um, basically, you know, we always reinvest back into the company. So um, we've had lots of success stories with the original content that we filmed with a videographer. But instead of just taking that money and running, we were always like, how can we make the course better? And so we reinvested into like new videos, updated course content. We actually have more stuff coming out within like the next month or less. Um, so what has your experience been with, you know, the link community as, you, as you've seen it grow? Well, from day one, I mean, I just jumped on when you suggested, hey, this is going to be an awesome opportunity. I really didn't know anything about permanent jewelry or what that was going to you know, entail. I didn't know there were two types, an unbranded machine, Orion, you know, it was just very, you know, new to me. Um, and, and being associated with Link for being a linked student has been just amazing, you know, from start to finish. Um, I received my kit and literally started that day. I mean, it was, you know, going through the courses, um, and then any issues, Sarah's right there or the community's right there. I mean, the girls are just really, again, it feels a lot like collaboration and not competition. And, you know, it's so helpful to have, not feel like an Island, you know, feel like you have something behind you. Like, okay, I'm, I'm not in this by myself. Yep, exactly. And and I'm so thankful for that because that's exactly the vision we had for it. I just, you know, I was nervous it might turn not not necessarily like our students, but I just I didn't want it to be like the permanent makeup industry where there is subsets of people who are very negative and stuff like that, which I think there might still be that in other groups, but definitely not in our student group. No, I, I don't feel that at all on our student group. You know, everyone cheers everyone on when something's going on. If someone has an issue, girls are right in there to jump in and help. And I see them say, DM, you know, send me whatever I can. Yeah. You know, it's just everyone's right there. I feel like we're in it together. Like it is a community. So that's been great. Really, yeah. really great. Yeah. And I know you're going to be speaking at the the PG, the Permanent Jewelry Expo, you know, in May. Yes. Uh, I'm going to be speaking huh? there. So I look forward to, you know, meeting you there in person. Yeah. I'm excited about the expo because, you know, we'll be able to see some hands-on things. Yeah. There's going to be a welding lab. All the, the information that's going to come out of the courses is, is just going to be phenomenal. Be walking away with some really great information. Hmm? Yep. I am super excited about that. Um, well, if there's anyone on the fence and then maybe they're watching or listening right now and they're like, you know, I, I know that permanent jewelry is awesome. I've seen that you've, you know, made 5,503 days and more before that. Um, mm-hmm. but I'm on the fence cause I know it's kind of a big investment for me. What would you tell them? 
I would say if you have, if you're even asking yourself that, then you're all, you're, you're, you've got one foot in the door, you know, mm-hmm. just do it. It's really is, it's fun. It's, you know, all, all businesses are stressed, they're stressed, but it's not that it's a different kind of stress. It's really, especially being in the linked group, because you again, you feel like you're not alone. You have somewhere to turn to. You have some people who are experiencing the same things you are. You know, it just kind of brings it all together. So it's just, uh, just do it. It really is. It's fun. It really, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. Awesome. And that's, I mean, that's what it's about. I mean, of course, you know, business is about making money and you don't want to be a nonprofit, uh, which is what I call the, I actually, I had a friend that said that, you know, before she started permanent jewelry, she, um, she called her business a nonprofit because she was putting all this money in, but not getting any profit out. And so I want people to go from nonprofit to having fun and making profits, but yeah, that's, that's fun. Enjoy the journey. Um, but yeah, if they want to follow your Instagram and check out your stuff, where can they find you? Uh, beauty brow Inc. I N K. I, I never changed my, when I first started, I just put it all under my permanent makeup name because I was like, I didn't really know what was going to happen and I haven't changed the name. It's that's my brand. And you know, so it's Beauty Brow Inc. I N K. And that is a common question I get is like, should I create a separate Instagram and a separate social media mm-hmm. for permanent jewelry? Or should I put it under my current existing beauty business or salon? And I think you can go either way. Um, yes, I agree. I think you can go either way. And when they come on there, you know, there's information on everything. Um, but and then they're asking, oh, I didn't know you did permanent makeup or oh, I didn't know you did permanent jewelry. Same thing kind of happens. So I just am kind of rolling with it at this point. Which is what a business is about. It just becomes, you know, what it is. You have to just go with it. Yeah. And I think some people who have never started a business before, they think it's like this. I mean, there are certain steps you do, you know, that you learn along the way, but it's not just like, I'm going to follow steps one through five and I have to do it exactly like this. Like there's multiple ways to skin a cat, or I guess I shouldn't say that because your name's cat. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Please don't. But yeah, uh, I mean, uh, if you're watching this and you're you're overthinking it and overanalyzing it and like, well, do I have to file an LLC? Do I have to do this? Like, just get started and you will figure those things out. And I'm guarantee you every question you have is going to be on the Facebook group. Yes. And and you can't you can't educate yourself on every little thing before you go. It's never going to happen. You'll never be able to pull the trigger. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to be, you know, just go with it and be able to pivot. That's all. You just have to have pivotability, if you will. I don't know yep. if that's a word, but that's what you need. Yeah. Yep. It's all about adapting and moving. Bang, bang, mm-hmm. bang. Um, yep. You can't just sit there and analyze, overanalyze and overthink and sit on the fence. Like I tell everyone, if you're sitting on the fence, the only thing you're going to get is splinters. <laughs> no, and you have to make you have to make a decision one way or the other. And if you're sitting on the fence, then the decision that you've made is to do nothing. Is yep. that you have to think of it that way? Is that the decision you want? You want to do nothing? So you've got to just make a decision, pivot, go. Love it. Well, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for always uh, coming on here and sharing your advice. And I appreciate it. Uh, If you guys are watching or listening, please, like I said, leave a comment below. Let us know what your favorite piece of advice was. What did you learn from this? And uh, tell Kat how much you appreciate it. Thank you. All right. Thank you.